0: Well, this Advent season, as we've been thinking about hope, tonight we do come to the epic ending of this series. And our simple idea is this. It's the message of what our series was, is that hope has a name. Hope has a name. I've been waiting this entire series, I have to tell you, to tell you my most favorite movie quote. So it when I was in college, I was... Uh, had some friends that one day were like, you have to come see this movie with us. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we went to the Dollar Theater to go see this movie. I hadn't heard about it. And I will tell you that that very night, easily I said this is, if not the best movie of all time, will forever and always be in my top three. In fact, it was because of this quote that it was so impactful to me that a class that I was taking that semester, I actually wrote a research paper on the movie and this quote. How about that for a setup? <laughs> so the quote is this. It was a character, Red, who said hope is a dangerous thing. It can drive a man insane comes from the Shawshank Redemption, and in the very near ending where there is one of the most epic twists in any movie, he says, hope is a dangerous thing. Tonight I want to talk about four aspects of hope and build off the danger of it, but first let's talk about the power of hope. We underestimate the power that hope has in our lives, and, and frankly, that's why it can be a dangerous thing. If our hope is oriented towards the wrong things, it can be very dangerous. The New Testament of Scripture talks about hope quite often. In fact, 80 times throughout the New Testament, hope is referred to. It's not optimism. In fact, it's so different. We, we use the word hope. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's different than how the Bible views it. Optimism is choosing to see how a situation could possibly turn out for the best. And that's why we easily confuse optimism or many hopes, if you will, with biblical hope. So tonight at 9 o'clock, we have a bonfire service. I've been doing this bonfire Christmas Eve service since 2004. So this will be the 20th one. And if you think about that, it's kind of a big deal. Well, all week long, they've been saying it's going to rain. And I have just been hoping it wouldn't rain. Now, what is that? It's not. I'm telling you, it's not going to rain. We're going to be good. I invite you all back at 9 o'clock. It's going to be an amazing bonfire service. going to be right out here. And, and what is that hope? That's just blind optimism. It's like, what am I hoping in? I'm hoping in weather, that somehow I have any control over weather. It, it's just that possibly things would work out the best for me. Biblical hope. What we've been talking about this month is a life-shaping certainty of something that hasn't happened yet, but we are 100% convinced it will. When the Bible talks about hope, it talks about it like that, an ultimate hope of a good that is to come. And you see, where our hope is will determine everything about how we live now. We talked about that several weeks ago. Let me give you an example, if I can, how about hope, how hope can truly transform how we live. In the very first church, in the book of Acts, we see this incredible transformation of a group of people. People who used to worship on Saturdays, all of a sudden worshiping on Sundays. A group of people who would break into the world no matter what was to come. In fact, there's lots of historians that communicated and told, who weren't Christians at all, who were writing about this group, Called so called Christians that were tending to the greatest needs and issues of the city. They were taking care of people who were dying, and in fact, many of them died themselves. Why? Were Christians more virtuous people? Were they just more loving people, more caring? No, no. It was their hope. Christians have an absolute assurance. That their ultimate hope is one of infinite personal love from the creator of the universe. That's what we're in for. We have an absolute assurance that should we die, at the end of time, the new heavens and the new earth will be here. And we will experience a personal love from God beyond any kind of love we could imagine or think These early Christians, they were acting in line with that hope. They weren't just better people. They weren't more virtuous in some kind of way. They were completely determined because hope is powerful. And that's why the second aspect of hope we need to be aware of is this, is that hope is dangerous, like Red said. I might ask you tonight to consider, where is your hope oriented Where do you put your hope? We all have these many hopes that may be our ultimate hopes. We put our hopes in our jobs, that things will work out, that we'll get a raise. We put our hopes in our health, that things will turn out better, that we'll be healthier this next year. We put it in our status, we put it in relationships, we put our hope in education, we put our hope in social change, we put our hope in finances. But there's something we all know. It's that when we put our hope in these things, and suffering and circumstances come, they can take away that hope. So if we put our hope in finances, we can have an unexpected expense. If we put our hope in a relationship and someone lets us down or hurts us, then we lose hope. If we put our hope in any of these places, we can find ourselves struggling and experiencing grief and pain. Which means what? It means that if we put our hope in those things, we will find ourselves living a life of anxiety. I wonder if that's how you are living. I mean, it may be a silly metaphor, but for me is I was hoping that it wouldn't rain. You could see and experience how in my life this week there was like this subtle anxiety that I was just worried about. Oh, are we going to have it? Is it going to happen? What's going to go on? And, and I would apply that to many of us in here who have put our hope in so many different things. And maybe you've been living in this stress and anxiety and hoping that it would just go away. Hope is a dangerous thing. So the question is, is there something that we can put our hope in that even when our circumstances go awry or we experience suffering or even death, that none of that could take away or impact our hope? It would have to be something that could be so powerful, it could overcome any circumstance, any suffering, and even death. And that, my friends, is why we gather on Christmas, because of the ultimate hope. The good news for all the world at Christmas is this, God is the God of hope. A hope that has a name. He sent his son Jesus because for those of us who had lost hope or hope has been destroyed, there is an answer for us. What if there was a person who could show us a way of hope that even in our suffering and pain, we could have life? You see, Jesus went through the greatest suffering of all and he did it for you and for me. And out of his death came resurrection. And he says that if we'll put our hope in him, then we too can face the power of hope that no matter what this life entails, nothing can break the hope that we have in him. Think about how powerful it is that a person is our hope. It's not a thing. It's someone who came to do something for you and for me something that we could not do for ourselves. He doesn't just show the way, but he actually makes the way. And when we set our hope in that name, hope not only becomes dangerous, it changes us the danger is not only negative, it's incredibly positive. That the danger of putting our hope in Jesus is that it will completely change our lives. It changes how we love. It changes how we give. It changes how we relate to people. It changes everything about our journeys. So, the question tonight, our final aspect of hope, is how do we set our hope in Jesus like that? How do we grow our hope? Well, there are many ways, but I want to give you one way that you'll probably actually experience in a very simple and practical way in the next few days, and it's this. That one of the greatest ways to put our hope in Jesus is to simply express our gratitude to him. To sing a hallelujah, which means praise to God, to Jesus, who is our king. Our family, my entire family actually, is really quite amazing at gift giving. It's something that you, it's quite amazing. I was thinking this week about all the great gifts that our family has given over the year, and it really is everybody. It's my parents, my in-laws, Dondra, my wife, all three of our kids, my cousins, my sister. I mean, we are, it's just incredible the things that happen in our family. They're all laughing and smiling right now because they totally agree with me. Well, a couple of years ago, my oldest, Darby, she gave me this really cool gift. So a little background. I have the joy and blessing of having, getting to run trivia nights all over the St. Louis area. I've been doing that for almost 18 years. Well, Darby, what she did was she took the song Piano Man by Billy Joel, and she rewrote all the lyrics and called it Trivia Guy. And so on Christmas morning, she gave me the lyrics, pulled up Karaoke Piano Man on her phone, and then all three of my girls and Dondra sang it to me. 7 o'clock on a Thursday night, the regular clap I'm not going to sing I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, there's other reasons not to sing it, too, probably. It was such a cool gift, this powerful, well-thought-out, beautiful gift that she had given to me. Now, I want you to imagine just for a second, if after she had finished singing and I was moved and emotional, and then all of a sudden I went, oh, thank you so much. This is amazing. How weird would it be to give praise to the gift No, what I did was what you can only imagine was I stood up with tears streaming down my face and I ran over to her and I gave her this big hug and we were all crying and sad and we said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. On this Christmas Eve, I want to invite you right now to grow hope and to put your hope in a name, and to turn your praise and thanks to the giver of the gift of hope, the one whose name is hope. You see, hope has a name, and hope isn't just a belief or something we think about, it's a person. And our hope tonight, this Advent season, no matter where you are, whether you've had a great year or you can't wait for this year to end, whether you feel close to Jesus or so far away, then even right now, right in this very moment, we would ask and invite you to see that Jesus came on a silent night for you and for me. He didn't just come with some good thoughts on how to live a life. He came to find you and to find me, to do what we needed done so that we could know and encounter the God of hope. And when you encounter him, He will give you life. And how do you encounter him? Well, one way is to not tell the gift thanks, but to actually give praise to the one who gave the gift, to Jesus himself. That he is, in a weird way, both things actually, the gift and the hope, that we turn our praise and thanks to him. And so... What I want to invite us to do is actually do that by singing. You see, it's interesting. In the New Testament, every time at the birth of Jesus, someone encountered Jesus, do you know what they did? They sang. They couldn't help but sing. Think about it. When Elizabeth met Mary and Jesus was in the womb, she sang. When Mary learned about having the baby, she sang. When the angels showed up on the scene, they sang. When the shepherds had experienced Jesus, they sang. Because hope had come, and hope has a name. So tonight, this afternoon, wherever we are in this day, as much as it is fun to be together and celebrate with kids, we want together to experience Jesus. It's what we all so desperately need. And so in just a moment, the band's going to come out and lead us in a song. And I'm going to ask you to sing your hallelujah to God, to let the hope of Jesus, the one who has given us the greatest gift ever, that we would turn our praise to him for just a few moments here in this afternoon of Christmas Eve. And however that looks like for you, whether that's to stand or to sit or to raise your hands or to bow your head, that maybe you would just take this moment to come and experience Jesus. So let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you that Jesus broke into our world so many years ago. And so now in this moment, we want to turn our praise to him. We want to turn our hearts to him tonight. There are so many gifts that we're going to receive in the next days. But we want to turn our praise to the one who gave us the greatest gift in this moment. So, Father, as we cry out, as we sing a hallelujah, as we allow our hearts to just express our praise to you, would you now, even in this moment, make your presence known? And may the light of life bring light to us.